All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, man, I feel like we blinked and we're at the Super Bowl practically already. How you doing, man? Not as good as last week. The Bucks yeah. have been eliminated since we last talked. Mm-hmm. Some life stuff kind of got in the way. We didn't get to talk last week. Mm-hmm. Keep getting my car stolen. That's another problem. We got we got stuff going on, you know. But hey, we're here <laughs> talking sports. But, but here doing what I like to do: talk yeah. sports with you. We're at the Super Bowl. We got two teams that we've Good seen teams. do this before. Yeah. That's the only kind of downside because we have seen this matchup in the Super Bowl. Let's see if maybe we get a different outcome this time around. And Tanner, you know what it means when we are this close to a championship. We have got to break down what a ring would mean for both sides of the ball, right? for, for, for both teams here, for the Chiefs and for the 49ers. We're going to break it down for players, the team in general. What would winning this year's Super Bowl, getting a ring, what would that mean for both teams? And Tanner's second half of the show the NBA is just starting, it seems like, right? Yeah, it feels like we're about to tip off the NBA <laughs> season for real here. <laughs> yeah, legit. I mean, obviously, we're just kidding because we're over halfway through the season. Yeah. We're almost to the all-star break. But it feels. Th- but but the, when the NFL starts to die down, that's really where the NBA starts to pick up for us. Mm-hmm. And we're here. The NFL season is winding down. We're a week away from the trade deadline. Yeah, It's time to dive back into basketball. Me and Casey are going to break that down in the second half. Yeah, man. My team's not looking too great. Yours kind of is, but I've made some questionable decisions. Wait until the second half of the show. We'll break it all down for you guys. Doc Rivers is Tanner's new head coach, though, guys. So we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. We'll talk about that. Before we get there, like I said, it felt like this year came and went. We blinked. The year has passed, and we are a week away from the Super Bowl, pretty much. How are you feeling, though, about this, man? The season in general, I think it was pretty exciting. A lot of the you know diversity, a lot of stuff happening that, that we didn't expect. The Lions are relevant. The Chiefs had their ups and downs, which is like the first time we've seen something like that. It was a fun year of football. Yeah, yeah, it was It was a great year, honestly. I, I, I For my, my team included, I mean – we were predicted to win four Another games, surprise team. Four games. We went and signed Baker Mayfield when no one else wanted him. And now it feels like the future is pretty bright for us. So it's a it was a great year, really. Like our my team had success. I mean, your team until the playoffs was having a great year. It was a great regular and, season. It was a great regular season. Yeah. And defensively, yeah. you know, Duran Bland being the guy that he has become this season that that was fun to watch and on my side you know for the Cowboys yeah and and, and CeeDee Lamb took up next the next step into being an elite, elite I, receiver. I knew that was gonna happen to be fair but that was fun to watch that so, was fun so so it's not all bad for you either yeah and you're not wrong, you're not wrong. this story had so many storylines Detroit none, too like like yeah like they're none, relevant none bigger than Detroit or Houston was big. Houston is all right so up there many, with them. Yeah. So many yeah. quarterbacks got injured this Ample. year. There were so many teams that they had to figure out quarterback on the fly because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just kept dropping. Like we just forgot about Joe Burrow. It seems like because like this guy, yeah. like he's gonna come back, but like we we didn't have him from the Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we get 
what we were promised this year, next year. Hopefully we continue to get that stuff, but uh, you just can't stop Mahomes. It seems like, man, you just can't stop Mahomes. And yeah. on the other side of the ball for the Niners, it's like they, they ultimately did what they should have done, but man, was Detroit close, man, were yeah. they close. Yeah. Yeah. I think none bigger this story. I mean, not no story bigger this year than what happened on Sunday, mm. which is the Kansas city chiefs, being this team that struggled all year to figure it out on offense. Mm-hmm. And even in a down year, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's like crazy. He, he, Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. Mm-hmm. He's Thanos. He is. He's Thanos with a foot with a football in his hand and a headband. That that's that's what he is. And going out to dinner with Taylor Swift, Travis Scott, that's crazy. Thanos is quite popular nowadays, but that's what it seems like. Why even play the games is almost the point where we're going to if the Chiefs and Mahomes are able to capture this. Really quickly, before we get to what would a ring mean, all this stuff, let me ask you your opinion on how Detroit went out, how they went out specifically, like I said, so close to winning, and then they lived and died, though, going forward on fourth down. Right though, like if you kick two of those field goals instead of going for it and not converting, you lose by three points. That's a six point swing. I'm not saying you know the Niners couldn't do go go and score more points, but your chances go up so much better. You know, so much more if you scored get three points on even one of those positions, but let alone both. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't love the idea of kicking the field goal. I mean, not kicking the field goal at the. They, in, the, in the second half twice and then kicking the field goal in the first half at the end of the half mm-hmm. where it was kind of the same scenario where you're going up three scores regardless. I don't know why you right. wouldn't go for it all just all three times. I feel like you, going for it's probably the right move. It got them there all year. They It, it did get them here. It got them to they, the I NFC mean, Championship game. They, they, they were winning a half. On fourth and four or less, they were converting at like – 78 percent or something like that mm. on the year no, and that balls man. And, and josh reynolds dropped that ball like that was yeah. a good play call. yeah yeah you're right like you're right like yeah, i feel like it was the right decision it just didn't pay work off. out for him didn't work out yeah. but it's still a great season for detroit and you're not in the nfc championship if you're not making those moves all season mm-hmm. right I like that. And Jared Goff, I think, has proven, hey, I'm a winner. I can I can win with the right system, yeah. the right players around me. That yeah, run he was game, not the problem in that game. Not at all. Not at all. That run game is dangerous. You know, for years to come, it should continue to be that offensive line. It should continue to be great. They give a young receiving core. Like, future's bright. Future is bright for, for the Lions. They were a game away from the Super Bowl. And if you just simply hold on to your lead – just simply hold on to your lead. We're talking about you right now instead of the Niners, but we're not. Two teams left. Time and to I think, talk I think about. You, you tell any Detroit fan a, a year ago at this time. Oh, they're Yeah, you're going to be in the NFC Championship. Elated. Yeah, I think they would probably take that. I don't know if they believe you. At the beginning of this year, I remember talking to some people, telling them that the Lions were going to win their division, and some people told me I was crazy. It's like. This, you know, we, we saw it coming, but the NFC title game, like you said, what an impressive year. Props to them. Now to the teams who actually won on Sunday, though. Okay. Two teams, like you said, we've seen them play before. Let's start with the one that is closer to me that has arguably the bigger storylines as far as all time, uh, legendary status goes. The Kansas City Chiefs. Tanner, let's start with you. What would a ring mean? 
for Kansas City? Let's start things off. Number one. Ooh, that's tough because I think the thing that it most means is that this is an absolute official dynasty in the NFL. You mm-hmm. win three championships in five years. Yeah. That's exactly what a dynasty is. Like mm-hmm. they will be the first team to go back to back since Patriots. the Patriots in oh oh three, oh four. So it's it's been so long since anybody's done that. It's been it's been 22 years that's the longest time it's almost been our lifetime right it's almost been our like yeah Yeah, yeah, we've we've never watched football and see and seen the team go back to back because i mean we weren't watching games when we were three years old oh right so 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 it's a big dynasty it's a dynasty it's a big deal and i think it also means that this so this team is going to be remembered as an all-time great team Mm -hmm. like this set of chiefs and kids are going to be Chiefs fans across the nation for their entire lives. And they're going to be – it gets a franchise-changing scenario. Like uh-huh. having – like the Chiefs are going to be one of the most popular teams for our entire life now because so of it's how popular they say, are right now. I mean it's safe to say they are the new Patriots. The Absolutely. new Patriots because they're winning in different ways. You know, a couple of years ago, I mean up until this point, the two Super Bowls, was like, wow, Mahomes was great. That was a big reason why we won. The reason they lost also, Mahomes wasn't great. Um, but now it's the defense, right? Now it's the defense where if you watch that game on Sunday, it's them creating, forcing three or four turnovers when Baltimore could have scored like all those possessions and made it, made it a, a different ball game. No, they forced the ball. They forced those turnovers defensively. So Patrick didn't have to go be Superman at the end of the game. It's a whole different team. They're winning in a different way. Which is so Patriot esque, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we we saw that for the Patriots for years, where sometimes the offense wouldn't have it and the defense would carry them. Yeah, and I mean, that's it, how many points did they score in that Super Bowl against LA? Thirteen, 10? right? Oh, yeah, just over ten. I think right? it was, think it was thirteen 10. to three. Yeah. I think. Okay, so that's right. He only had, Tom only had to do so much defense, allowing three points. You're going to go win that game. Six points, whatever. You're going to win that game. Mahomes has that shot. He ha- he has that defense where he doesn't have to go be Superman. And let me tell you this. If he wins his third Super Bowl already, they got to put him right there at the top, right next to – he's not surpassing because this, this dude's got seven Super Bowls and was consistent for like 20 years. He's going to do it for a little longer. He's got to do it for at least, you know, at least five more years to, for us to start saying he's going to be the GOAT. But he's getting there. He's getting closer and closer and closer. And if he is able to get it done this year, when he doesn't have the big stud receiver, where he isn't the one seed where he doesn't have home field advantage all, you know, he's on the road the whole time, pretty much to the super bowl. And he still gets it done against on the other side, the Niners, which is arguably the the, the best built roster in football. Why play the games? Like I said earlier in the show, why even play the games, suit up, throw the ball, because it's a foregone conclusion almost that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to win it again this year. That's what that's what it means. That's what it means if they win it again this year. Yeah, and we talked about them winning three championships in five years. They're not done. Yeah, like, is Mahomes like, retiring? This, this, nope. Yeah, this this team's only going to get better. You don't like, think they're, they're, they're a young core? You don't think like, Rice is going to get better? Gonna, they're only going to get better. You don't think other guys are going to want to sign up and be like, hey – I don't care. I'm taking a pay cut. We didn't see it this year. No one really signed up for it this year. But after another Super Bowl victory, you would think wide receivers are almost going to be knocking on the door. Like, hey, knocking on that door. I, I 
I want to play in Kansas City. I want to play in a Super Bowl. Nope. I want to play in an AFC Championship game because I know we're going to go there at the very least. Okay, and I, last I, thing, I, go ahead though. I have one more. Oh, thing. I, I got a few more things. Okay, I have one more. Let me let me get my last thing. Then we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll do your thing. Okay, tell me what you think about this, and you guys at home might laugh. Taylor Swift, in <laughs> one in one, and then we're not, we don't really talk much T Swift, you know, uh, on the pod. Like unlike pretty much every other sports media show on earth right now, this is our first time I think talking about it. One of our first times, but I think she's had more uh, more success. In one year as an NFL fan than I've had, I think, in 25 years. <laughs> okay, I think that's a very fair statement to say. In one year, this girl starts watching football games, you know, intentively, so, so-called, so from the stand. She's watching every single week, it seems like. And she's already getting to experience a Super Bowl. Like, this woman just can't lose right now. Good for her. But I'm like, man, toss a guy a bone. Can, he, can, a, can a guy get something out here? I I saw a Browns fan pretty much say the same thing, and they're like, "Why couldn't she be dating Nick Chubb?" Come on, Dak. Come on, Dak. no Dak expecting his baby. You know, fair enough. Don't, I don't mess up anything with Dak there. He's got a good thing going on. But still, yeah, come on, CD. He's available. Come on, CD. Put the moves. We got to get her done. Either way, I hate she's it. A winner. I hate it, but she's a winner and she's experiencing more. more. So I, I hate that I'm so spiteful about it, but I am good for her, though. Good for her. What else about the the Chiefs, my man? What else does it mean if they win again this year? I mean, speaking of Taylor Swift, let's talk Travis Kelsey. I think it, if they win, Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end of all time. And I've been I've been a Gronk guy. You have heavy for since Gronk was heavy three four years away from retiring. I was yeah. saying Gronk was the best tight end ever. And on this show, you've been vocal, yeah, and all and, that. but. What is the argument to him over? I mean, Gronk was great in the blocking game, but Travis Kelsey's that like, much better as a receiver. Exactly, he, exactly. He just broke the record for the most playoff catches. He's going to have the most playoff touchdowns. He's going to have the most playoff yards. Like mm-hmm. in big games, he's doing it more than anybody else. And they're zoning I, in on him. He's, he's their I, best weapon every week. And I do performing. not think there's a play like if if you needed a first down in the NFL. And you were throwing to one guy. There's mm-hmm. no one you would take over Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, I'll get a yard. Like, like you trust one guy to get open. It's yeah. going to be Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and, and like, to catch that ball. Right? Yeah, and like he's it, yeah. yeah, got hands he's, too. Mm-hmm. He's so good, and I think he would be the best tight end ever, probably if they won. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to Patrick Mahomes. He's not the best quarterback of all time. He's not that's there still, yet. That, that's still Tom Brady. He's got seven Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Played more all, than all, six seasons. All the records, but he's. <laughs> He's in the conversation for number two. He might be number two. I think so. If if he wins it. And he also is definitely on pace, if he wins, to become the best quarterback of all time. Because I don't think he has to get seven, like Tom Brady, to be like, I'm not that guy to where championships are the only thing that matter. Right. People think LeBron's better than Jordan. He's got four rings. Jordan has, like, yeah. like it's about talent and eye test and what you like more, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers have to be comparable, though. They like, do. Oh, you still have to put like, up the numbers, of course. Like if he, if he gets to five, I think he would be the like. Then that's the conversation we'll have to start having if he wins this ring. And let me and tell you this. And, and then right, Andy right. Reid is also a top, at least top ten coach of all time. If he's not already, maybe top five coach. I was going to say probably ever. is already top ten. So probably top. Yeah. yeah, maybe top five. Again, there are a lot of great coaches. I'll probably blank on one, but yeah, he's in that conversation just with his mind. Uh, in this year, the offense, right? You don't have. You have Travis Kelsey and we think in a rookie, right? That's about it. 
and you're going to the Super Bowl. And and no matter what, when your team needs a big play, needs a drive, needs something to happen, it, they always come through. They always deliver. They, they they make the big play. They make the big stop. Yeah, it's tough, man. It is so hard to beat them. It is so hard. You have to play your perfect game, and that is why. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen a team play a perfect game against the Chiefs, and that's what it takes, right? You can't turn the ball over. you got to score Next, you know, next in year, every single time you touch the ball, don't settle. Um, you know, don't don't always go for it on those fourth downs. Sometimes you do just have to take the points to get ahead in the ball game to stay on the scoreboard. No one's done that yet, and if but if any team is going to do it, isn't it San Francisco? Isn't it, it San Francisco? Be. Like they have the team, they have the weapons on both sides of the ball. Though the defense at times we you know we've been questioning since. Um, Blanking D'Amico Ryan's left. I think I think there is a bit of a drop off, but it's it's still an elite defense. And then offensively, of every weapon you could possibly want in the world. Let's move to the Niners if you're cool with that. Yeah. What would a ring mean for San Francisco? And I think you have to go right to the quarterback, like we did with the Chiefs. You got to go right to Brock Purdy. Excuse me. And put this into context: the last pick in the draft goes out and beats the, the a former number three overall pick, right? And Trey Lance, he's got all he's got he's got all the pressure on him. He, you know, Trey Lance is the guy of the future. We were saying a couple of years ago, just wait till he gets healthy, wait till he gets a starting job, whatever the kid, whatever. And you go and beat that guy out, mystery relevant. And then as soon as you step into the league, you win. How many games did he go without losing? Right? I think his first loss was in the NFC Championship game last it year. Was. That was his first NFL loss, and trust me, he played a lot of games before that, at least half the season before that. It means if Brock's able to get this done and beat Patrick Mahomes, something only Tom Brady has done, something only Joe Burrow has done in the postseason, two great quarterbacks, if he does it, it's the best story maybe in NFL history. They're making a movie on Brock Purdy if he gets it done. They are. How do you not? It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's up there with Mark. I mean, uh, with Kurt Warner. It's it's, I feel it's like, right yeah, up there like, with Kurt Warner. Kurt's yeah, is a yeah. little different, obviously, because you know the whole bag and groceries. How can you top he was, that? He was, but like he was undrafted and like, and he won the MVP. So it's right. It's, it might not be better. Than Maybe Kurt not Warner, number but like, one, but it's it's definitely number two if it's not number one. Mm-hmm. And like, it's even more special because he's going out there and he's beating Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's considered to be unstoppable. It's it's this generation's Tom Brady, I think we can say, right? It's like yeah. you going and facing Tom Brady and back in the days in the Super Bowl, and you and you beat him, and you you get some respect. Eli Manning, he did that. We always remember, like, hey, wow, Eli got two of them, didn't he? He took two away from you, like, like that's what we remember. And Brock could be that guy. Brock could do that again. I'm not saying it's going to. I'm not, we're not revealing our picks right now, um, but but beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl kind of makes that makes a name for yourself there, you know, and. Yeah, I think I think it's movie time. I think it's movie time if if, if he is able to get this done. Um, again, only something Brady and Burrow have been able to do, beating out a number three overall pick, and then and then also what it would and mean. then g- getting injured, and then about coming back from an injury and playing this well. They're not wrong. Like some people were saying you can't. Yeah, it's, it was it wasn't it his elbow or something? Yeah, his arm exactly. Yeah. Big injury, like you said, for a quarterback who cocks it back and, and throws the ball sometimes 50 times a game. That's a lot. Right? That's a lot of movement on that elbow. But you know what else it means? If 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 they win it, they finally found the one thing they've been searching for the past five years, 
Mm-hmm. Even even further than that, right? But like you can say, especially the past like five years, consistency from the quarterback spot and a guy where you can pretty much rely on him not letting you down. It's like he's not going to lose the game for us. He's not always. I think you could take the pretty much out if you win the Super Bowl. In one bad game against exactly, the Ravens. That's my point. Exactly. Like, if he gets it done, exactly, you can take that out. I think you're right. And like they, they, they finally found what they, what they've been looking for, right? If he gets it done. Yeah, he's gonna be the long term future, and people were are gonna know. Everyone's gonna know who Brock Purdy is, and he, if they don't already, like non sports fans will know who he is. He's gonna be on commercials, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be. He could win a Super Bowl MVP. He could, like, yeah, I, yeah he could. You know. He could go from last pick in the draft two years later, being the Super Bowl MVP. That's like, I mean, unheard, unheard of. Tom That's Brady unheard. did was pick one ninety nine and did that two years later, and like it, it would be even more remarkable than Tom Brady, who's like the biggest underdog story in football ever. Right. If you look at uh, Brock's numbers right now, it's like this guy's producing. This guy's putting it up. He's not just you know he's not again the system helps and he is a you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of a product of a system because a lot of quarterbacks are. You're telling me like we were talking about this off mic, off mic. Getting Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes doesn't uh, thrive because he's in pa- uh, Andy Reid's system. You don't think that's an advantage? Of course it is. Yeah, you don't think. Is. I mean, yeah, Brock Purdy has Debo Samuel and Vernon Davis, but Patrick Mahomes also had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like at the beginning, the, the best one two punch, the best one two punch there is, right? And so, so and like Tom and like. Tom Brady, who do you have his best year with? Randy Moss. Like, you know, like, it's weird. If guys have good players, they can play better. better. What do you know? And (laughs) if they were the good coaches, oh, they go further in the playoffs. Like, just stuff like that. And, but, but, but we've been, we've been all positive. We've been all positive. Let me, let me bring this back down to earth for a moment. Just for a moment. Picture this. It's a close game. We're heading into the fourth quarter. We're, we're in the fourth quarter. It's a one-score ball game. Niners have the ball. It's They're driving. Man, Debo is open. He's open. Man, is he open downfield. Brock, you just have to hit him, and your team has a fantastic chance at winning this game. Oh, the one play that he has to make, he doesn't do it. He misses the throw. They end up losing that game. That's exactly what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. They were leading in the game. They, they, he's been a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's though. been a lot better. I'm just saying that exact situation happened. And I think it's a possibility that we see again, man, the quarterback just didn't make the play. And we were so close. I think it's possible. History re- repeats itself again. And it's a close game. And will he, will Brock make that play? So far, you would say definitely yes, because he has. But in the Super Bowl, all cards are on the table. All bets are off. All the pressure's on. Is he going to deliver when everything, when when all the pressure's on his shoulders to make that drive, or is it going to be Garoppolo all over again? That's that's my biggest thought. That's my, is, is history going to repeat itself? But we're we're talking more about what if they win, you know? No, you're right. I just want to put you that out what? there, Phil. We, we've been so positive. I I'm a guy, you know. Checks and balances. Let's 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 go back. Let's go. Let's let's hit both sides. You know. Let's let's hit both. And what what would a ring mean though? What would a ring mean? History is not repeating itself. You have the quarterback. You don't have to worry about him not making that throw. He is making that throw. And like you said, he's the quarterback of the future. So there you go. I'll spin it positive. It means it's not repeating itself. And you finally 
are able to get out from underneath Patrick Mahomes and those other elite quarterbacks who you've faced over the past several years? I feel like it's a great uh, like comeback story kind of with 49ers where they've had constant disappointment for the last five years where they've gotten to these they big lost games in the Super Bowl, and, they, really. and they've fallen short. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, then they were in the NFC championship Is that the, uh, the year before that too, right? Were they? Or, or maybe it was the year after. I don't know. But I know they've lost in the NFC championship twice now. Because they lost in the NFC championship to the Rams. And the Eagles. And the Eagles. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and they lost, yeah, they lost in the Super Bowl. So these are like the biggest games possible that you can be playing in. Mm-hmm. And they've fallen short. And mm-hmm. if they could finally pull through, then the whole narrative around this 49ers team changes so much where now they're kind of like, yeah, but they can't get it done. They're like, they, they keep falling short. And then the narrative will change to be like, think about how great of a run that, that was by those 49ers teams. And they how went they're to, built to win for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They went to multiple NFC championships and then they, they went to a Super Bowl and they won a Super Bowl. Hey, you know, like people, the narrative is going to change a lot. It is. It is. You're right. They they control the narrative at this point of their team. They could be like a Dallas Cowboy where it's like, man, you guys are good, but, but always falling short exactly when you shouldn't be. But Or like you said, I love that. You guys can rewrite it and uh, tell a new tale. Shanahan would finally get his ring. And I, I think it would also show, last point, that going all in works. for Maybe not long term, but for one year at least. Going all in works. Like, like talking about the four. This is the team that they just got Chase Young at the deadline. Like, they're always looking to improve mm-hmm. their roster. Always looking to get better, no matter what, no matter the cost. So that's what I, that's what it proved to me that no matter what, go get the best players and make it work. Even though you have depth there, go get more. Go get a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Go get some stud players who right now, you know, a lot of teams don't have. That's what it means to me. Go all in because the Rams did it. They won. Bucks the Niners, did Bucks did it. They won. The Niners are doing it, and if they are able to get it done, it's 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 not a fluke. If that these teams are winning Super Bowls, if it happens, so there we go. That that that's what a ring means for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Man, we got to wait another week though. We got to wait another week for this game. <laughs> it stinks. Well, I'm sure we'll have more Super Bowl talk next week. Yeah, more Super Bowl talk next week. Um and. More I think maybe we should talk. try to rank top 10 players. Yep. Like, do some rankings. Spot. Talk about some coaches because a lot of coaches are in new spots. We really hopefully haven't Washington. Ha- hopefully Washington yeah. has a coach, and then we'll break down week. all the coaching hires. Yeah, we went in Washington to fill out the carousel a little bit, get their guy on the pony, and we'll we'll get rolling on that as well. Uh, trading deadline next week will be about a day away, so moves are going to be happening in the NBA. So keep watching your phone. Put those Woj uh, tweet alerts on, guys. Stuff's going to be happening. Tanner, let's take a break. Come back, talk some basketball. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, guys. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition, and we haven't done this in some time, Tanner, to the NBA. The What's NBA. That? I was going to say, do you know what that is, Tanner? The NBA. National bat, yeah. So they they dribble a ball, and then okay. they throw it. They throw it at the at the orange circle. And I think I've maybe seen this. You probably saw that real tall guy play. That one real tall guy. Oh yeah, yeah, you get it. yeah. So let's talk about those guys. Let's just let's dive into that. Uh, deadline for, uh, for trades is next Thursday. So by the time you guys are listening to this, if you're listening on a Thursday, uh, expect movement. We are a week away from it happening. 
Uh, it's exciting though, right, Tanner? As far as all the leagues in, in sports, all, all the all the leagues, the NFL's starting to catch up, but the NBA trading deadline's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the NFL has one more game, so yeah. Mal- uh, mainstream sports media goes straight from the NFL to the NBA, mm-hmm. typically around this time. So we'll start to see more and more NBA games on ESPN, and that'll be the leading story. And so, I mean, that time. We're starting to make our playoff run because, I mean, realistically, when the season is 82 games, it's hard to care about all 82. But when when you got about 30-ish games left. And the seeds are all close like they are now, it matters. Yeah. Because I I feel the same way. It's about time maybe to shorten the season. I just find myself not caring for the first 20 games. Just because it's like, ah, they're feeling it out. Like, th- this is the first 20 games. They feel themselves out for some teams, at least if you're like a new team. And then really, maybe by like 30, the 30 mark, you're really maybe hitting your stride, really starting to figure some things out. Um, or around the 40 mark, you're at the trading deadline, and you're like, hey, we got to hit the hit the reset button. We got to do something to make something happen. And that's exactly where we're at right now. Some players that I'm hearing could be on the move, more than likely going to be on the move, but, you know, not 100% sure. It's the NBA. Uh, players stay around and then then they'll sign their long contract. And it's like, ah, I want to be traded. I just, I just wanted my money. Now I'm cool here. It, it really just depends on what goes on. But DeJounte Murray, uh, uh, he's been thrown out there a million times. So uh, the Hawks are shopping this dude like crazy. The Lakers are super interested in him. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, uh, you know, a couple other rotational guys, maybe they'll still send over their way. But like no one gets talked about in trades more than D'Angelo Russell right now. D'Angelo Russell's getting shopped. Yeah, he's they 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 want a new point guard. The Lakers right now are looking for a new point guard, shooting guard. They know Austin Reeves is nice. He's not it. D'Angelo Russell's nice. Not it. If we're going to be a championship team, if we're really going to take that next step, we have got to have a legitimate guy at that one-two spot with us. Do I think DeJounte Murray's that guy? I don't. But he's a he's a better player than both of the guys they're trading away, um, and a good defender, one of the best defenders, uh, perimeter defenders in the league. So I think it would be a pretty good move for the Lakers. I don't know if it really moves the needle that much, but I think it's a good move. I would do it. I would pull the trigger on it if I if I were the Lakers. If I were the Hawks, I don't know if I want D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. I'm holding out for something better than that. If I'm the Hawks. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't really get me excited either on either side. Yeah, I mean that that's been talked about a bunch. Uh, the the Lakers seemingly want Dejounte Murray, Zach Levine. We've heard that since the beginning of the year. You know, Zach's on the debt on the block. People are looking for a trade. The Bulls want first round picks and players, and they just want too much for a guy like Zach Levine who gets injured too much and. Is a star, but not a superstar. No, he's he's a borderline all star. Like, yeah, he's an all star, but he's not a for sure guy every single year. He could be an all star any year, but he's not a for sure guy. Um, he could. I don't know where Zach's gonna go. I don't. But the Bulls want to get rid of him. Like the Bulls are actively trying to get rid of him. Lonzo's up in the air despite him being hurt. Vucevic, you know that the whole Chicago roster is seemingly on the yeah. trade block right now. Rightfully so. I haven't heard too much about DeRozan. Weirdly enough, but maybe he's sticking around for the it long haul. It seems like he would be the guy that would yeah, bring you would think. more interest. I don't know. And he's a little bit older, you know. Like I, like the Lakers or someone like, you know. I, I, I feel think like last... he makes a lot of sense to go to a team that's trying to win right now. 
Yeah, me but... too. So just watch the Bulls in general. They're looking to get out from the players they have, kind of start a reboot, it seems like. Um, like I said, DeJounte Mori, D'Angelo Russell. Kyle Kuzma is a name I've been seeing a, a decent amount recently. Uh, just in articles, just seeing it on Twitter. People are interested in 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 Kyle Kuzma and the fact that, hey, this guy, since he showed up to Washington, he's been a number one guy offensively. He's been a consistent near 20-point scorer. He's putting in work defensively. He's leading a team. He's not the guy he was in L.A. Teams are serious on Kyle Kuzma and a team specifically, I think the Mavericks are. But do they want to give up a Grant Williams and a Tim Hardaway Jr. and a first-round pick? What are they willing to give up for a guy who would fit with Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic for sure? Would be a great fit next to those guys, actually. But we'll see where he ends up. Washington kind of shopping him, see what they can get in return. Stocks kind of high right now. Is, I can imagine is shopping every single person yeah. on the team. Yeah, apparently, you know, they, I think they have Tyus Jones on the team. They're shopping him. He could be available. He could also be a, a, around, I read, for – you know, for, for a while, they actually are starting to like what they're seeing from him. So who knows? And then to the Warriors, the uh, Wiggins and CP3 are both available for sure. There are talks that anyone outside of Steph Curry could be traded. I don't what buy is, that. What is going buy, on with the Warriors? Why are they 20 and 24? Okay. A lot of it has been, and I love Steve Kerr. I love Steve Kerr. You know that I have a love-hate relationship with him, but overall, he's my guy. I'm I'm gonna ride with Steve at the end of the day. There have been some serious coaching questions as far as hey, this guy's on fire. Let's pull him. Let's bench him. Like one time, Kaminga I think had 18 points or like like 16 points in 12 minutes. Like this dude was just going off in limited time, and Kerr benched him for the whole fourth quarter. Where it's like we really could have used some energy and some jolt and some young legs out there. Yet you benched the guy who was the hottest of anyone on the team. So there have been multiple signs of Steve Kerr just almost being stuck in his ways, being like, nope, I'm doing this. I'm doing what I want to do for, for no real apparent reason. So coaching has been an issue. Like like Steve Kerr, this is one of the worst years Steve Kerr has had coaching. Um, so that's been a big part. The whole Draymond Green fiasco, he's been in and out of the lineup. He's been suspended. That's had an effect on the team. And then Andrew Wiggins, at the end of the day, Andrew Wiggins has not been that second, third option they've been relying on him for the past couple of years. Clay Thompson has not been consistent. Like I said, Draymond Green's been out of the lineup. Chris Paul doesn't fit and has been hurt. They're missing Jordan Poole's 20 points per game. A lot of things are just not going their way this year. Like It just seems like it's not their year. Um, They did some good drafting, though, pods. Brandon Podzimski, he seems like he's going to be a good rotational player for some time. A guy you can throw in and, and score some points and handle the ball. I feel like he could take like a Jordan Poole role. He could be the next our, our sixth man, of course. Yeah, I could see him averaging like 15 off the bench or something, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's just like, where do you go from here? Like, 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 what can you get if with for an Andrew Wiggins and a CP through whose value is is way way down right now? I feel like if you're the Warriors, you have to take a serious look at the roster and say, we have Steph Curry. Steph Curry's still very good, but Steph Curry's getting older. We need to put He's pieces on. around him that uh-huh. are that is that can win right now. You might have to move on from some of those guys that won rings with you. Like Clay Thompson? Like Clay Thompson, like Draymond Green. Like I The only way I move either one of those guys is if I'm getting a for sure all-star coming back. Yeah. If I'm getting a for sure all-star coming back, 
you can take, but but at the same time, what team's taking on an Andrew Wiggins contract and the Clay Thompson contract? That's that's some fat money right there. So I I, I don't I don't I I don't see it. I I don't see them moving on from Clay or Draymond. I don't. I don't think Not at the deadline. Possible. Not at the deadline. Um, I think Wiggins and CP3. I I would honestly be a little surprised if they're still on the team two weeks from now. But at the same time, let me let me pitch this to you. Let me pitch this. Why shouldn't the Warriors just play out the rest of the year, see what they have, legitimately see what who is who's staying and who's going? Because this offseason, we're shipping everybody out of town, if not, right? Like, I, I think it's fair to say this is not our year. We are not better than the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Bucks. There are a number of teams that there i'm gonna go on because that's disappointing the clippers there's a lot of teams better than, than than the warriors right now so it's and that's pretty clear so why not if you're not going to ship people out at the deadline you really got to see what you have and you really internally have to be ready it's where off season comes you're pulling trigger on trades you are making moves you are you are making plans right now um to build around Steph Curry and you're including Steph on those conversations. I could see it going either way. I could really see them saying, Hey, not our year this year. We couldn't get our equal value back for CP three for Wiggins. Um, so we're going to look to trade him in the off season. We're going to look to, I, I seriously think that's a big option, which sucks for fans, which sucks for me because when you have Steph Curry playing as great as he is, and we saw the Miami heat go to the finals being an eight seed or a seven seed, whatever they were an eight seed, right? Yeah. Um. We beating your team. Did they, yes. Yeah, that was it. I'm talking about them right now. Either way, either way. Um. We've seen a team in, in a lower standing go all the way just because they made it, right? And if you have Steph Curry on your team, if you make it, you have a chance. Like you have a yeah, chance absolutely. to go on a run. So that part of me says, go for it. Like go get some players right now because you can still get into the playoffs. And if you get into the playoffs. You have maybe the best player, one of the best players who in the tournament, uh, plus the guy you, you might have traded for, which could be worth it. So I'm in, I'm so undecided. You know me. I'm, I'm a big Andrew Wiggins guy. I love uh, Moses Moody. I still think has potential. We just don't play him enough, but there are guys I want to keep on the team, but it's not a family at the end of the day. Like we're not, this is a, this is a team. It's an organization. If you're not pulling your weight, if you're not doing what you have to out on the court, you have to get shopped. You have to see what other options are out there. That's what the warriors are doing. And, and in my opinion, let me know what you think. An Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul package, plus a Moses Moody, perhaps who's a first round lottery pick and has potential. That's worth a decent, a decent get back. If you ask me, on Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul, depends Moses on the team, Rudy, and if you toss a first round pick in there, which the Warriors should do, depends I think, on the team. I think it's, going it's to. I, yeah, I think it's, I think that's worth a decent haul back. So we'll see what they get. I'm very upset they missed out on Pascal Siakam. I think he was the guy. He, that was the guy I want. I think he fits perfectly defensively. You can slide him down and play your center at times. He can play your three or four if you need him to. He can score, you know, isolation by himself. He can catch and shoot all three levels. That's the kind of guy I would love to have on the Warriors. So yeah. Christophs Porzingis, another guy who's much taller but can also do things on all three levels, decent defensively. Something like that would be ideal. I just don't know who's available and who's out there to really make that big a difference. Maybe they do Wiggins, CP3, Moody, a first-round pick for Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic. Maybe they go get a couple of aging guys who it's like, okay, maybe they're aging. They're not, you know, playing their best ball right now, but maybe they come to our system. 
you'd probably like it a little more if it was DeMar DeRozan and no, Vucevic. I don't know who I'd rather have because Levine's a better score. Levine's a better shooter. Levine's a much better shooter than than DeRozan from three. And if you're playing yeah, Warrior basketball, three. if you're playing Warrior basketball, you got to shoot some threes, man. You got to shoot some threes if you're playing Warrior ball. So Zach would probably be a bit of a better fit, but uh. I would take I would take either. I think Zach would be a, a probably a better fit, but either would help this team right now. But the, but DeRozan's practically an Andrew Wiggins, like, and, and that's what Kaminga is right now. So, like, well, I don't see why they would go and get that when they're hoping Kaminga is that. But I mean, if you trade away those guys, you need. I feel like you need someone that can give you a little bit of that. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, hopefully, Kaminga's not part of it. You got to keep him because he's been on a tear. 20, 20 plus points in seven straight games. He's a legitimate number two option this this past couple of weeks for the Warriors. He's been legit, and he's been getting serious minutes, like thirty plus minutes every night. Which is like, ah, oh, Steve Kerr. What do you know? You play your young stars <laughs> and, you, and you put them on the court for an extended period amount of time, and you support them. You get results. And he's a talented guy. He's looking like a legitimate, like you said, Demar Derozan. He, he's 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 a lot stronger than Demar Derozan. That's for sure. He's got the bounce though. He's got the versatility. A, a Kawhi Leonard esque. I'm trying to think of his. Com- I'm still figuring out his comparison right now because it's it's been so. Well, it's a big comparison. It's it's been so new. You know this streak that he's on, but he's looking like an all star. He's looking like a guy. Um, who can be a number two option for this Warrior team for years to come if he plays like this, which he's never had the opportunity to until now, and he's really taking advantage of it. So that's the key. Keep feeding Kaminga. See if you can get a center. See if you can get another scorer um, because it's sitting at 20 and 24. That's not getting it done. Lakers sitting at 24 and 25, I, I think. That's not getting it done. Expect trades by both those big market teams they want to surround their guys lebron steph curry with stars do we see lebron heading to the warriors probably not but that would make a lot of sense lebron get out of there you know you're not going you're not doing anything in la you know it we know it come join up with your favorite player in the league and steph curry just say it we'd all we'd all love it a lot going on in the nba mavs need a three and d guy um T Wolves, I think they need a point guard. We're talking. We're, we'll wrap up here with, with with the Minnesota Timberwolves here. The number one seed, Tanner, in the Western Conference was that on your bingo card? It was not. I think I predicted them. I I didn't say number one, but I knew they were going to be. You know, a, a, a playoff team. I, I knew they'd be a top six team. I think but, I had them in the play in. I think I know I had them in the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure I had them low. I think I was. I but was sleeping. Anthony Edwards is looking like a bona fide all star. He's looking like an all NBA type guy. He's leading them to victories. He's making huge plays. He's looking like Mike out there. If you watch Anthony Edwards play, just his mannerisms and the way he dribbles and, and just carries himself on the court, it's jump man like. Like if you watch, it's like man, it's like Mike sometimes when he's out there jumping out of his shoes. It's fun to watch. I love his personality, and, and, and despite them having a guy like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns on the team, who we know I'm not huge fans of, dating back to years on this podcast, right? Years on this podcast. I love the Timberwolves. I love the Timberwolves, and I think if they could go get a legitimate backup point guard, because I like Conley. I don't think he's he's legitimately a starter. I like um, McClaw, or I'm McLaughlin, I think is his name. 
Come on, come on now. Who they need a legitimate number two uh, guy to come in here, run the offense. I'd love to give them Chris Paul. I'd love just to give the Timberwolves Chris Paul because they would they would thrive with a guy like that. Just some leadership, and it would just get, boost their chances so much. But I, you know, I want a little bit more in return. I'm not sure what the Timberwolves <laughs> have to offer the Warriors at this point in time. I think they're a contender. Um, again, kind of random just to, just to throw that out there right now. But you go get a point guard that those Timberwolves are are legit. You got to think about them going all the way this year. Like serious, I think you have to take them that seriously. I, I don't think that it's a fluke one seed. Like they are, they're playing real defense. They have a star offensively. Two guys to back them up down low. It's, I don't know. I it think seems like they have almost everything they need. They they gotta get another point guard. The West is wide open. I yeah. mean, I I think the Nuggets are good. Do you hear the Nuggets after they beat the Timberwolves last, or after they won the finals last year? People ask them, "Who was your toughest opponent during your finals or during your run, your entire playoff run?" They didn't say the Miami Heat. They didn't say the team they played in the finals. Not the team they played in the conference finals. They said the the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was the toughest team that we played because they had size, they had versatility, the, they have the, young the guys. The match up well. The T-Wolves match up super well with them. So don't sleep. Do not sleep on Minnesota this year. We'll see if the young guys have what it takes in the big moment, but don't sleep on them. The West is very interesting. And then the, the West East, is open. I think it's a two-team race right now. The East, you're looking at the Bucks and you're looking at the Celtics. I, and, and then you're seeing, can Joel Embiid – Take that next step. Can he be Superman and beat one of these teams? I don't think so because he's never been to a conference finals. I don't think he can. But you got to throw you got to throw Philly in there a little bit too. But yeah, I, I think it's a it's a my not a Miami. I mean, you never th- never count out Miami either. Don't count them out because yeah, exactly. Even though they've lost like a billion games in a row. I feel like they they did that last year. They did that last year. We were like, man, this team's not even gonna make the playoffs. Bam, they win the playing tournament. Bam, <laughs> they go to the NBA finals. They win. They win two games, I think, in the NBA finals as well. So, I don't know. We'll see. I am very excited for the deadline. I think we're gonna see a lot of movement by some big teams. Maybe some bigger names being moved, which makes for big headlines. Which makes for funner shows. So I'm looking forward to that. We gotta wait one more week though for the Super Bowl. That sucks. Talking talk more Super Bowl next week. So more Super Bowl next week. We'll give and you guys. Trade deadline. We'll give you full predictions on the Super Bowl. Full on trading deadline, like Tanner said, because we're going to be seeing moves before then. We've already seen a decent amount of moves. We're going to we're going to continue to see them. I think up until then, man, and probably and we probably co- coaching, coaching too. Yes, there's been a lot of changes, um, and we really haven't had a chance to discuss really any. And it's of a pretty them. big ones too. Yeah, for sure. Like Jim Harbaugh's back in the NFL. Yeah, by next week, hopefully everything is filled up. We have a Washington commander coach, and we'll do our whole grading, what we like, what we don't like, stuff like that. Uh, I'm excited, man. Can you tell me really quick, because we're going to wrap up here, you know who you're picking in the Super Bowl yet? You don't have to tell me who, but do you know who you're picking yet? I think so. Okay. I'm up in the air. I still don't know who I'm picking. I'm going to be real. I still don't know who I'm picking. I'm up in the air. I'm leaning one way. I'm leaning one way. I'm leaning one way for sure, but it is it, it's a toss up. The Niners are favored by a point and a half, I think I saw. So Niners, Niners are the favored team. 49ers are the better team. Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see, I guess. It's gonna be magic. It's gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Go follow us on Twitter so you guys don't miss a thing. Dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Uh follow Tanner and myself so again so you don't miss a thing. Uh follow us on Instagram, Twitter. 
leave a comment, review on whatever platform you're listening on. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Tanner, next week, we'll be talking our last time before the NFL season's over. We'll be wrapping up the NFL season next week. So sad. I feel like we just started. I know. I blinked, and it's like, man, what would a ring mean? We're doing that? You know, crazy. Uh, Thank you all for listening, though. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys next week.